Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So as we sit together here this morning, I wanted to both um, review the instructions and also um, share a bit about the different ways that you can use all of these instructions. There's different modes at different times to place our focus, to narrow our focus, or widen, widen our focus, and sometimes it can be a bit confusing. What do I do with all these instructions? There's so many ways to be mindful, and uh, what's, the, what's the right way, or what's the, the right way for me? And um, there are a number of different ways and approaches, and hopefully you can see they're, they're all different tools for your toolkit and as you have a, a sense of using them you can see for yourself in in each sitting or uh, in uh, a part of a sitting what will support you most in being present for your experience. <clears throat> so we'll just first start with connecting again with your body Just come into this amazing temple that you've been given, this body that supports you and serves you and knows just what to do to maintain stasis as best it can without you even figuring anything out. And just to connect and have an embodied experience as you sit here with appreciation and connection. And as well to connect with the earth that's here for you and supports you. And so that there's a a groundedness to the experience. And the posture can be both an expression of upright dignity having a sense that you're worthy of respect a mountain here for any changes in the weather and open, soft, receptive. And so inviting any places of tension or holding to soften, let go. And as I have suggested before, you might remember to have that soft half smile on your face like the Buddha's half smile. Just a slight up curling of the lips it physiologically reminds the mind and the heart to be at ease and create space. 
And you might take a few deeper breaths as you start and just breathe in a, a calming energy. Let it fill your whole being. And as you exhale, let go, relax, release. And letting the breath find its own natural rhythm. Let yourself be breathed. You don't have to control just whatever, however life is moving through you is just fine. We started the instructions with primarily collecting the attention in one home base. The breath for many, for some might be the, just the, the feeling of sitting here in a body or some other anchor. But whatever your home base, this is a place that you can collect the attention, rest, connect in the moment, Whenever you're confused or lost, you can come back to this place just knowing it's home. Like when you were a kid, if you played tag and you got to home base, oh, this is a place of safety. And you don't need to go looking for anything else. You can just let the mind be very open and relaxed and rest in the breath. And if something calls you away, then you can acknowledge that. This is one way to do the meditation. So if there's a, a sound to let go of the breath, then know that hearing is happening. Or if there's a sensation to notice, oh, itching or pressure or vibration or pulsing or whatever it is, as long as it holds your attention and you're clear with it, it's fine to stay. And then when it's no longer calling you, you can come back to the breath. Or if emotions or feelings become strong, then you can let that be the next subject of your awareness as we've used that RAIN acronym to recognize and just allow it to be here. Investigate, let yourself feel it, not take it personally. Just feel your feelings. Not getting into the story, but just feel what's here. A little at a time. And when it's no longer compelling or it seems like it's too much to come back to the breath or whatever else is more connecting for you. And the same with thoughts as well. The tricky thing about thoughts is you don't want to get caught in the story, but simply knowing that thinking is happening that's another fine object of awareness. Oh, thinking, just like hearing or breathing. When you do notice the thought process, you're not feeding the thoughts, and so often they just dissolve on their own, not trying to get rid of anything. That's fine. You don't need to hold on to them to explore them more. You can just see how empty they are. And so knowing that thinking is happening is a very um, powerful um, subject of practice, especially without any judgment. Oh, thinking. And then, ah, come back to, to the breath. So that's one way to use all of these uh, different subjects or objects of your experience, having a, a central home base and then as other things call you to acknowledge them and then perhaps come back when they're not as strong.
Another way is to, when you're feeling quite um, present and connected, is to let go of the home base and just be here with changing experience. And so here's a sensation, and oh, here's another sensation, and here's another one, and here's a sound, and here's um, the breath, and here's a feeling. And so it's like you're, you're not using the, the support of that primary object. You're just more opening to whatever is presenting itself. And you don't have to choose what to pay attention to. You're just here for the show and you are not choosing. It is more a choiceless awareness where whatever is arising can be the next thing to notice. And you can see one moment after another after another how experience is constantly changing. You don't have to make this happen. You can, if something is is staying there for a while, you can be with it as long as it's there, and then as it naturally changes to something else, be with that. And so you're more receiving the experience without necessarily directing your attention to any one focus um, intentionally. And this can be very open and spacious and, and light. It's at some point, if you notice that your mind has gotten kind of lost and drifting off because there's not an anchor, then you can come back and say, oh, I think I need to reestablish the mindfulness on the breath or something more intentionally focusing. Or you might find that a particular part of your experience is very compelling. Say, uh, uh, an area in your body that there's a lot of um, sensations and it's interesting. If you want to be with that, that's what's happening right now. But you don't need to stay with the difficult, as I've said here, before. It's not always being with what's predominant. It's just, can I be with this in a balanced and centered way that's not struggling or getting lost? And then also including wholesome states when they arise. You might find yourself very peaceful that can be the subject of your awareness. Oh, let's really feel what peace is like, or joy, or love, or calm, or compassion. When there's a wholesome state, as the Buddha suggests, to maintain and increase those whole, that wholesome state is a skillful thing to do, not with grasping, <clears throat> but with attention, interest. <clears throat> you don't have to have an agenda. Just notice what's happening right now in this moment of my life that's never been here before, will never be here again. Well, let's be present for it. 
And as I have mentioned before, this can be done in a very playful spirit. You're just exploring. There's no right or wrong, no pressure to make anything happen. Just being open to this moment of your life. And one more, one more aspect. One more aspect of your experience that you might also um, include, which we've alluded to from time to time. There's an awareness that is knowing all of this. That you don't have to try to manufacture or create. All of these things are rising in the field of awareness. There is a sound and the knowing of that sound. A sensation and a knowing of that sensation. All of these things are appearing and disappearing in the space of awareness. And so you might at times just tune into the awareness that knows as well. That's part of this experience, a very central part that usually eludes us. And so you can just settle back and even simply, as I like to say, be the awareness and letting everything just arise and pass away in that, in that field. Not that you are the awareness, it's just another component of what this experience is comprised of. So there's all of these objects, there's an awareness that knows, and you can focus in a more narrow way when it feels like the mind will be supported by getting settled and, and connected to a, a narrower focus. Or you can open up and just allow without really trying or doing or directing, but just letting life present itself to you and opening to it with a very relaxed, interested, kind awareness, one moment at a time.
Okay. <clears throat> Here, once you get the microphone. Um, so, any any questions about um, particularly the instructions today? Different ways to um, to open to experience or using those different modes or apertures. Closer, closer. Sometimes um, we're just trying to feel what's in our body, and sometimes when we're doing a gratitude practice or a meta practice, we're trying to cultivate certain um, states of well-being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, wh when do you choose when to do one or when to do the other? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good question. So again. Lots of different tools in the toolkit, and um, as far as cultivating different states of well-being, um, when you're there, might be a time, for instance, that it's hard to to stay with an experience, or there's a contraction, or there's anger arising that is is needing to be balanced, and so. You might just see, oh, this is a time to cultivate some loving kindness, some metta. Or um, there can be a, a, just a, a sense of wanting to um, explore peace or calm. And if you happen to be feeling, if that's available to you, without grasping, just kind of becoming interested in it. So it's more an intuitive sense if you can open to experience just as it's presenting itself without manipulating, great. Just asking yourself, what's happening right now? But if either there's, um, it, it's not so easy to open to it and there's another, um, another mind state that might support you, whether it's metta or... Uh, faith if you're finding yourself being discouraged and some somebody or something uh, um, uh, stimulates some faith or you're interested in a particular state as it's starting to unfold then you can see oh this this can be supportive at this time and so you have to just sense for yourself will this support my being here will this help me bring about either a balance of mind or is it something that that seems um, uh, that seems beneficial to do? You can always come back to the moment. And what if you'd like to cultivate the well-being state, the the metta, but it doesn't come? Does that mean it's grasping, and so don't go there? Mm -hmm. If you're wanting to cultivate the state of metta and it doesn't come, um, I know this one. <laughs> And that, that is, uh, I'll actually talk a little bit more about it tonight, the, the near enemy of metta is attachment. Uh, so it's a very tricky thing. Instead of, and if it feels like you want to cultivate the state, it's not so much, come on, I hope I can make it. It's more inclining the mind in that direction and just planting the seed of the intention for loving kindness. And part of the experience is just allowing for whatever is here to be here and holding that with loving kindness. But if it seems too much like a project and it's frustrating, then that's, that's gonna work against you. So you can consciously say, I think I wanna try some metta now. Just let go of the report card. And you're just planting the seed. Okay, let's see what happens. All the way in the very back, uh, in the very back behind the altar, yeah, in front of the altar.
Um, I just have a question for you because you're someone who's been doing this for decades and I think a lot of us haven't, at least I haven't. Um, sitting here and doing this in a very concentrated way and free from life and distractions is great, but in your opinion, when you live your daily life, is the end goal to be mindful at all times or only when you're sitting? Well, one could say the, the, the end uh, fruition, being mindful at all times, that's one definition of a fully enlightened being. So um, that's a nice thing to happen. Yeah. But don't put pressure on yourself. I don't think I am. I'm just wondering, you know, you're decades ahead of me, so is, is, <laughs> sorry. I'm still not there, yeah. You just asked Jane. Uh, but, but, but is it, would it be a good thing to go through life, daily life, interactions with people, doing tasks, whatever, and being mindful in present as much as possible? I think it's a really good thing. Being aware and being present as much as possible. Awareness, like I said, is a wholesome state and it develops the, the other wholesome states and weakens the, the unwholesome states. So awareness is always um, a, a positive addition. You're waking up and you're not lost in confusion. However, realistically, and one to just make it like a, um, an aspiration that's a game. You're just playing the awareness game. And what happens is more and more as you practice here formally and also in your daily life and have the support, we'll talk about going back into one's uh, daily life uh, as the retreat uh, nears the end. Um, the more you practice it, the more it seems you're planting the seeds of awareness that happen all on their own. And realistically speaking, sometimes say, well, what, what do you, you know, how does it work? Are you mindful all the time? And for me, first of all, I, I've said this in a group and I sometimes say this, you know, you press the right button and out, I can be back in the third grade, you know. Judgment and insecurity and all of those things. But over all this time, it doesn't last for very long. So it's no shame in those patterns being there. It's like the, the Buddha, Mara, who is the embodiment of confusion and temptation, would visit the Buddha after he was enlightened. And he tried to confuse him, and each time the Buddha would say, oh, I see you, Mara. And then Mara would slink away. In the, in the same way, what happens is you wake up a bit sooner, and there's something in you that when you're really getting lost or off balance that generally says, wait, there's another way to this. There's another way than getting lost in my confusion. And so the more you practice it, the more that's available to you. Just let go of the judgment or the report card or the, or the times that you get lost. Every time you wake up, fantastic, back to being present again. Okay, okay. let's see. Uh, one, oh, you got it over here? Where, so, who has it? Oh, you have it. Okay. Typically, we'll talk later <clears throat> typically I'll, I'll sit in the morning, um, but sometimes when a day is swirling out of control, I know that I need to pause in the middle of the day, but I might only have like five to seven minutes just because it's in the middle of my day. So do you have, in the same way that a, a football team has a two-minute drill, do you have, <laughs> so it, it, it's not just a minute where I could, I could breathe, but if it was like five to seven minutes, do you have some suggestions? Yeah. Use the five to seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, and in fact, even if it's just one minute, or even if it's just a few mindful breaths. It can be just as powerful as a 30 or 45 minute sit or 20 minute sit uh, in a formal time to have a few 
moments in the day where you just come back to yourself. Sometimes people put their computer or their whatever device, you know, to ring on the hour and just to take a few mindful breaths. Or to, when the phone rings instead of, yeah, who is it? As Thich Nhat Hanh says, thinking, oh, it's the Buddha uh, calling here. <laughs> and saying, listen, listen, this wonderful sound brings me back to my true self. And taking a few mindful breaths. That interruption a number of times a day is a very potent support for your practice because it's, it's like you're stepping off the hamster wheel in your mind and saying, oh yeah, there's another reality. Now I can just play it being James and whoever you are. And five to seven minutes, great, do it. Just reconnecting with yourself and realizing, oh yeah, there's, there's a whole other world in here. Okay. So, I know we didn't get to you, but we're, it's a little bit late. So, no, we have, to, we have to go for the groups, but we can talk maybe uh, privately. So, there's a few things to, to, to mention. Uh, first of all, the, there's um, posted on the, on the bulletin board, there are rides. Um, uh, please confirm if you're using a shuttle. Uh, have your sh uh, make sure that you confirm your shuttle rides. And there are some people that are needing rides and some spaces for people who could offer rides. If you can offer a ride, please take a look and, and, sign, uh, and, and, and sign up if, uh, if you're able to do that. That would be really great. Um, this afternoon, we're changing the schedule a little bit. Um, we're changing the schedule. Uh, so there's not going to be a, um, a, uh, a, a talk, uh, experiential practices and, and teaching this afternoon. We're going to go from the movement to sitting and walking and sitting. And then at 4.45, uh, there'll be some closing announcements that uh, uh, Ramona will uh, and Mark will or Ramona or Mark will be in here uh, everybody uh, is asked to come to that just about things about wrapping up the retreat and um, one of us will be here too uh, at uh, the start of that so come to that it's this is all posted on the schedule uh, the rest of the evening is uh, as is and I don't know if, uh, if tomorrow yet is posted. If not, it will be. But I, if you're wondering, uh, we're going to have this whole day for practice still in silence because it's a short retreat and we want to really optimize things. And um, uh, we'll be breaking silence uh, tomorrow morning. Um, and this will be on the schedule and want to ask everybody to come to um, that sitting before breakfast tomorrow. Uh, at the end of that sitting, the last 10 minutes, we'll be talking, I'll be here talking about um, uh, breaking silence and uh, do it in a, uh, in a conscious way. Okay, so that being said, now your mind might go to, oh, finish line. Uh, just watch... Watch that tendency to topple forward. This is a really a precious day that you can give yourself. In fact, it's really the dessert. Even though you can see the end, it's still happening now. Life is still happening now. And it can be, one, when you see yourself toppling forward, remember to come back here. But you've been putting in all this time. You probably feel a bit more settled in than when you got here. This is a day to really nourish yourself with mindfulness. No emails, no responsibilities, no phone. All of that stuff will be waiting for you soon enough. Give this day to yourself. And give it to everybody in the community. Want to remind just the preciousness of this container. So please... Keep with the, the silence uh, and um, enjoy this day. Um, and uh, just each, each moment counts. Every moment that you're mindful counts. 
and let yourself be nourished by it, just being present for your life here. Yeah, I just wanted to add the, the, the great nourishment of not taking breaks. You may think that taking a break is nourishing, but it's actually often when we take the kettle off the stove and the momentum of our practice begins to leak and drain. And so, not to be heavy-handed about it, try to really enjoy it, but see if you can link every aspect of the day together. Partly why we designed the afternoon, just to sit and walk and sit and walk, just to see what happens when you build up a continuity of awareness. It, it is, you will so become so, uh, likely become so enamored with real time that, as we talked about earlier in the retreat, you're less likely to be um, concerned about the, or obsessed with what's next. Much more interested in what's actually happening. So, just drop in the seed every now and then of no breaks, Great. with all the love in your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it like a dance. It's just a dance of awareness. One thing also, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I remembered is practice leaders for uh, the next next two sittings. Uh, anyone who's not having a group this uh, uh, this next period. Um, from 10.30 to 11.15. Uh, yes, okay, great. And then the 12 o'clock sitting, anybody? Uh, thank you. Okay, so enjoy this, this day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.